On this episode of the Endless Out Podcast, I speak with Eric Holm, Senior Director of Product Management at Newstart. We chop it up about how brands have adapted and found new ways to innovate the retail operations because of COVID, and the big takeaway coming out the other side and why they should feel good about themselves. Let's roll. Hi, and welcome back to the Endless Isle podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Lerobardier. The podcast is presented by New Store. I'm here with Eric Holm uh, of New Store fame. He's been with the company for a little over a year now and a, a senior product manager. Is that right, Eric? Yeah, senior director of product management. So, so what does product management mean uh, to you? That's a, that's a really good question. Um, I could spend probably the entire podcast just talking about product management, but I'll, I'll okay. let's not do that, but I'll try to dumb it down. Um, I, I think, you know, most importantly, what, what product management does is um, we understand what our, our customers need and, and what our potential customers need in the market. Um, and, and we try to find um, the right synergies and the right problems for new store to solve as a business and new store, more importantly, to solve in our product. And, and once we've, once we've, sort of boil that down, we, we then turn and, and help our uh, the teams that build and uh, launch and uh, support those features, those product features and new product capabilities, help them understand, you know, what problem we solve for the retail market on the whole or a given retailer and, and more importantly for who within that retailer uh, and, and what we expect they're trying to achieve and what outcome they hope to achieve um, with what we're doing. And then, you know, probably one of the most important things that we need to do is, is help our, our customers, help retailers uh, both adopt new capabilities that we build, whether it's a new product or a new feature in the product or an enhancement to an existing feature, you know, really make it clear and easy for them to, to adopt that and make it part of their business and then measure the success that it's helping them drive. And, and for New Store, um, help us understand and measure the success of those that adoption so that we know that we're investing in the right places. Um, and so it's it's a little bit of art and a little bit of science to help help guide us there. When you when you start to identify some of these problems, what does that sort of process look like? Is it purely through market feedback and research, or are there ideas and things that we you you know as part of a product team hope to accomplish, and we hope that it resonates with our customers? Yeah, yeah, that's um, it, it. Comes from all over the place. So you know, we we hear. Uh, one of the benefits of of what I do as a product manager is I, I can I can talk directly with our our current customers who are using the platform, and you learn an awful lot from them about what's working well, and and you know they tend to tell you what's not working well as well. Sure. Uh, but you know I, I also get you know an opportunity to talk to our sales team and and talk directly with with prospects who are considering joining the new store family. Um, so that's a couple of areas we learn from the market itself. Um, you know we we also um, learn a lot from folks at new store, you know, you'd be surprised where good ideas come from, right? There's, there's people who are, are day in, day out, whether they're writing code or, or answering support cases or, or helping Im- implement a customer come up with great ideas all the time for improvements we can make in the product. And then, and then what we try to do is we, we try to take all that feedback and then look at it in the context of what our strategic vision is, you know, who we want to be as a business and, and what big hairy problems we want to solve in the market and then also what our what our near term goals are. What you know, what are we trying to achieve? Whether it be this year, this quarter, this week, 
and, and make sure that we're aligning the feedback that we get from all of those different sources with, uh, you know, the strategy that we have in place, you know, to sort of achieve our broader vision as new store. And so in those customer conversations, take like a, you know, future adoption or, um, you know, communicating, relaying some of that, some of the vision for what the future might look like for one of our customers. Talk us through some of those conversations. Are they having, you know, on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? How, how does that sort of originate? What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, so I'll give you a very real example. You know, we, we have uh, customers in in the COVID era. One of the things that, that we learned uh, uh, was, you know, we have customers that are really trying to transform their business to adopt to our new reality. And, and what that meant was shifting from a, you know, a traditional retail model where they expect consumers will be in the store shopping, you know, and, and engaging right. with individuals directly to a model where customers aren't in the store and they're trying to both engage with those customers and they're still trying to turn merchandise that they have on the shelves in the store. So, you know, we're having pretty regular conversations with customers about what that means and how that's changing the, the operations both in, in the store itself and, and the types of tools and, and capabilities they need to empower their associates with to both, again, communicate with customers and to fulfill, you know, uh, pickup curbside pickup orders and that sort of thing. Uh, but then also to make sure they have the right level of visibility at, at the home office so that they can see what's happening and they, they can manage mm-hmm. that. So, you know, this, this has been a really good example through the course of the summer in you know, pretty rapid transformation of the, the industry, but then yeah. also really quickly understanding what that means for the retail operation itself and what new store can do uh, to, to help retailers as they transform the business and, and make it as as um, seamless as, as we can. Is retail change forever? I mean, is there ever, are we ever going back to, to you know, the way things were or are all retailers thinking now along these terms and thinking Boy. about, well, new innovations I, and how they can make the job better. Yeah, I wish I had a crystal <laughs> ball. That would make this answer very easy. Uh, I mean, yeah, the simple answer is yes, retail has changed forever. Um, now, I, I don't think that means that uh, exactly what we're doing today is is what we'll be doing a year from now or, you know, in yep. a post-COVID world. Um, but I, I think there's a, um, a couple of things that I have seen happen in the industry. No, number one is I, I believe that retailers have discovered that they can move faster than they thought they could. Um, and, and they were, you know, sort of forced into that, but they've realized that, um, you know, to transform the business or to take on a new initiative isn't as difficult as they maybe would have expected. Um, and we've seen that play out in, in real time. Um, I, I also think that we've learned a whole lot more about consumer behavior um, through this than we had before, right? And we're, we're beginning to understand, um, I, I, I'm sure you've had the same experience, but I can't tell you how many uh, people who are consumers have said, boy, I hope this curbside pickup thing sticks around. It's so convenient. I love it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think we've learned that um, there are behaviors that consumers have expressed through this that they'd really like to see continue uh, e- even after, um, you know, again, COVID's more or less over and going to a store is, is the, the norm again. Right. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I think it's changed. I, 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 uh, I wish I knew exactly how it was going to continue to transform, but um, certainly it's going to have a long lasting impact. Yeah. Well, the consumer piece is really interesting because, you know, certainly if you're not just use curbside pickup, for example, you know, every, everybody in the industry has talked about, well, you know, the consumer is going to, they have plenty of options. You can get stuff from anywhere, however you want to really. And so now it's become even more imperative 
um, for something as seemingly as simple as curbside pickup, it's a level of convenience. And now when there's, there's health risks or, or, you know, what have you, that, um, that almost becomes like mission critical as, as part of, of, of a business's, you know, a retailer's, uh, operation. And so, um, you really, it's more or less the, the cost of not doing anything. Yeah. And if you're not innovating in that way or creating some of those experiences that consumers now are slowly becoming the expectation is that's going to be there. And if it's not, you may not get that customer back. So, um, yeah, it's, it's changed in a lot of different ways. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I, I think what we'll see as well, and this, this is sort of history repeating itself. It happens in, in retail, you know, every so often there are retailers who will, who will catch on and, and, and stay in front of the pack. And there, there will be the laggards that, that hopefully will catch yeah. up. Um, and I, I think we'll see that, that play out. Um, as you know, as uh, this continues to, to evolve. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I want to take a step back a little bit. So, um, you, you've been a new store for about a year, but prior to this, you were, you were at Salesforce and, I was. um, yeah. in a, in a similar sort of capacity and role. So talk to us a little bit about some of the, the problems that you were solving there. Yeah, yeah, that's um, the Salesforce experience I had actually led really nicely into to new store. Um, I joined uh, Stefan Schombach's previous company, Demandware. It's been about seven years ago, so I was with that that, that group for six years prior to, to joining. Um, and at the time, uh, uh, Demandware was really focused exclusively on e-commerce, and that was a really you know growing part of. The, the retail business, um, you know, but through the course of my time there, we discovered that uh, omnichannel was becoming more real, but it, also that it's very, very difficult. Um, in fact, uh, Demandware uh, acquired an order management platform to try to help solve some of this problem. Um, and I, I could argue that we learned a lot of the same hard lessons that, that retailers uh, are learning today, where, um, you know, omnichannel isn't really just, you know, integrating a bunch of building blocks to make it happen. It's going to be more, um, you know, more seamless and, and, and more native than that. Um, so, you know, I learned a lot about, you know, e-com there, of, of course, which, which is really, really helpful here. Um, but more importantly, as I watched our customers at, at Commerce Cloud grow and think about how to connect what's happening online with what's happening in the store, it became more and more clear that, uh, you know, frankly, they were spending a lot of time and, and a lot of money um, trying to realize that goal and almost always falling up short, right? The, the ones that were most successful were the ones that had the most money to throw at the problem. And, uh, and so that, that, you know, as I, as I looked at what the vision was at, at new store and considered joining the company, um, it resonated with me for that reason, right? That, that we are going about solving that problem in a different way and taking a lot of that expense off the table with the way that we've, uh, you know, built an omni-channel platform. So it was a yeah. really good lead in, good learning experience to what we're doing here. The, the country's coming out of like an economic um, sort of financial crisis or recession, if you will. Yeah. And e-com is really starting to blow up. So what were some of the conversations and what was like the headspace um, that a lot of these brands were in at that time where they be, this became um, such a vital piece of, of their business? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, it was, it was, um, it's fun to think back to that time, isn't it? Uh, Pre-COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, at the time, it was really all about the, the transformation of the physical experience in the store. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and all of the discussions that we would have with um, the market, frankly, were how do I move, how do I move my associates out from behind the cash register and onto the floor to have real meaningful engagement with the consumer who at the time was in the store. And, and that, right. and, and then how do I uh, make their shopping experience convenient? Right. It, it mm-hmm. should not be limited to just what's happening in the store right now. If I could, get something for them online. I should, the associate should be able right. to do that. And I, the consumer should have all the choice in the world and how they receive the goods that they're buying, mm-hmm. right. Whether it be walk out of the store with it or have it shipped to them or, or pick it up someplace else. So, you know, that was very much the the mindset was, you know, the transformation of consumer experience and frankly transformation of the associates experience at the same time. Yeah. So I remember, I remember showrooming being such a buzzword at that time, right, which right. if people aren't familiar you know, a customer would go in, they'd be shopping for something and then they'd be, they'd use their phone and they'd search for that same product to see if they could get a better price. Right. And to think that brands were afraid of that as opposed to leaning into it and saying, Oh yeah, we can offer, we can get that to you. You know, right. and, um, if you don't have it in your size or something like that. So um, yeah. And, that, and that's just putting the, your associates in the spot to serve the customer in a better way. And if you're not attached you know, to a cash rep by the hip, you know, you're going to be able to probably win that, win that customer over. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember that word charming <laughs> the last year. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so besides uh, skiing, uh, what are some of the things you're thinking about heading into 2021? Uh, well, mostly skiing for sure. We okay. Do, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, it's a lot of the stuff that we talked about at, at the top of, of this, where, you know, trying to think about, um, look, there'll be a vaccine at some point, we hope, and we hope mm-hmm. that it'll have a dramatic impact on our ability to get out and about in, in real life. Uh, and so uh, putting a lot of thought into, you know, how I think things, what the new normal will look like, um, you know, will uh, uh, another another buzzword that's out there right now is is assisted selling, and, and I know a lot of folks are really thinking about how to um, engage with cons- cons- customers remotely, whether it's through video or, or through some sort of chat, and, and help them find the product they want and, and and make it easy for them to purchase and receive delivery without that physical presence. You know, um, big question in my mind is, you know, how does that continue, and how you know what's the blend moving forward? You know, e-commerce has grown, assisted selling has grown, but in-store shopping will come back at some point right. and, and, you know, um, again, trying to look in the crystal ball and predict what we think that'll look like and, and what, what should new store be investing in now to make sure that we're, we're ready for, um, you know, that next turn as it happens. That's great. That's a, a nice way to kind of wrap up and conclude the conversation. Um, okay. but I'm happy to stick around and talk about skiing if you'd like. Talk skiing all day long. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, Eric, thanks. Thanks a ton for, for jumping on. Um, you know, like to get you and some of your colleagues on together and uh, really chop it up. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be a lot of fun. Thanks, Marcus. Yeah. This is cool. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the podcast, which is presented by New Store. We'll catch you next time on the MSI.